Hello and welcome to the Surprisingly Sober Podcast. My name is Taryn. And I am Trevor. And we are two best buds who live together and... Aren't gay. <laughs> well, that's what everyone thinks. Yeah, I know, but still, like, the second you introduce the idea to the room, it's just like, and where did that come from deep inside of you? Not where you're doing. The gay is. part where I reach. Uh, so, <laughs> um, we are two best buds, and we love music, and we also love talking shit. So we made made a podcast where we get to do both twice a week. No, before we get into it, I actually thought about that. How? What are the some of the worst people in the world? Critics. Oh, I, <laughs> I was gonna go a different route. I was gonna say women. No. Critics, Taryn. Yeah, critics. critics. But I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I always hate it. The thing I hate about critics is they usually just sit behind, a, like, a blog post. Like, this, we're actually, like, sitting down and we're, like, discussing the album. Like, it's a discussion more so, like... What have we done? Um, jerked off in public, mostly. I have not. Oh. <laughs> That's a different episode for a different podcast. Uh... <laughs> The surprisingly on the list podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, no, I mean, like, we we don't discuss our notes going into these. Like, we have an idea what the other person's going to think of it. We tend but... to, like, it, it, like what we treat each album as during the week while we listen to it is, like, that thing that we both know each other is doing, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, so, there's no, like agenda that like we're pushing with it i don't know like with critics it's definitely like they're trying to tear down or pump up a band like we have like a little bit different music taste so it's not like it's more for us yeah it it is but still like i don't feel like we're being critics no i don't feel like we're being also because and and whatever we say like i feel like every single band on here except for chris stapleton we've come away like yeah, that was a like, good experience. Yeah, like, like that was a good experience. I yeah. enjoyed it. There were some like moments that are just not for me. While it's good musically, yeah. it's not for me. It's not my taste. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a joke about it because we're just two funny guys. We're yeah. just two 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 youths. Yeah. So this week we are bringing Moriarty. Moriarty. Uh, do you Moriarty. Know how, Moriarty. So I, that's what I'm gonna go with. I don't. I could not find a reason why that is their name. I don't know the uh, meaning Polyphia, behind it. Polyphia. Uh, Polyphia. Uh, so, the Devil's Child is the album, and um, so yeah, uh, I'll let you take away the background. I know they're from Scotland, and they're a two-piece garage rock blues influenced band. They, well, other than that, I don't know anything. They are not from Scotland. They apparently uh, formed the band at Scotland okay. uh, festivals, music festivals, but they are actually from... I had to look up the pronunciation the pronunciation of this uh, this place. It's on the um, southwestern coast of England. Oh yeah, that is a very hard word to pronounce. No, no, no. It's it, <laughs> they did are from. Str- did you struggle with coast or England? They are from Tenmouth, okay. but it's spelled T E I G N M O U T H. Tenmouth, in okay. Devon, the county of Devon, and in, in England. Um, I found out that Muse is from here. Oh, cool. The band Muse, uh, who has a couple good songs. You know, I can actually say I've never listened to Muse. You say that, but you're probably right. Psycho's yeah. a pretty good song. 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, um, it is a two-piece with an unofficial third member. Like some drama like going Black on there. Keys. Yeah. They have an unofficial third member named Jason. Uh, is he just like a touring member, or? Uh, he he is, but I think he's kind of like he'll do things in the studio now. Okay. Kind of like uh Dallin during Vices and Virtues album for Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Like it's. If you look closely, he is on the album cover. Is he really? Yeah. It's the album where it's uh, Spencer and Brendan sitting and they're like wearing the like kind of like steampunk-esque. You can see Dallin standing in the background like looking to the side. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know which one. Vices and Virtues. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the two main <clears throat> members are Jordan West, who is guitar and vocals. You always got to say the guitarist first. And, and then the vocalist first, but yeah. Matthew... Partridge on drums. The unofficial member is Chris Wolstenholm on bass. And he also produces. Okay. Um, so, The Devil's Child came out in 2014, I think it was. Um, okay. And it's, I think they're they're still working on their sophomore album. Cool. At the moment. I don't think it's currently come out yet, but they've released a couple uh, uh, singles. I'm really fucking with this mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't understand why you, it's like, you do this so much. No, no, no. It's because when I move it, it will it loosens up. So then I'll tighten it back up. And when I go to move it, it, it won't do it. It's it's a – see? I'm tightening it up. All right. There. Put the sock all the way on. I didn't realize it was falling off. Okay. So. Anyway. Let me fix this. You talk. <laughs> All right. So um, I don't really have any notes on the band. So I guess this is the part where we just get into it. So I yeah, think it's safe. Go. I think it's safe to say that this band is heavily influenced by the White Stripes and Jack Black's work. Jack Black. <laughs> the better Jack. My apologies. Uh, no, Whoa. Jack White's work. The inferior Jack. <laughs> Dude, it's 2021. We can't support the white one. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's a fair argument. Um, have they announced anything about their music? Weren't they making the Jack Gray album or something? No, they made a song. Oh, okay. They made a song together, and it was more of just a produced by Jack White kind of a thing. Okay. Because um, their musics are not the same. Yeah, no. I can't imagine Tenacious D and White Stripes mashup. Yeah. So yeah, I, interesting I, though. I could definitely see these guys opening for whatever Jack White is currently doing. No. No. What? No, Jack White's stuff now is not oh, like okay. the White Stripes. Oh, okay. It's way softer. Ew. Um, it's not garage rocky at all. Um, this I actually did on their website. They had like their influences and and um, one thing that I appreciated on one of their influences was Blind Willie McTell, who's one of my favorite like like 20s blues artists i think you've brought him up on a previous episode probably the white stripes episode <laughs> probably so um uh you know so that's i wonder i appreciate if, that. i wonder snoop dog was one of them also as well i wonder if whenever bringing up uh influences <laughs> like you know there's definitely the bands who are just influenced by the other bands of the genre yeah like you know like a metalcore band just being like oh yeah huge influences the devil wears prada and stuff like that but instead of saying that they just look up wait who's the devil wears prada's influences okay i'm gonna sound them so i sound more cultured 
I think you're a hundred percent right. I, I bet there are tons of bands that do that just to be like, I don't want to sound like I'm just ripping off the guy I'm trying to open for. Uh, yeah. So I just we also got to. This is Moriarty. M O R I A T Y. There is no extra R in there. It's not Moriarty because yeah. when you Google them, it's very hard to find. Well, yeah, it comes up as Andrew Mori. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I just I'm such sure. a good looking man. He really is. He yeah. really is a good looking man. Yeah. Um. So they actually had quite a few uh, influences that were just very weird and, but also very telling. Um, so Dre and Snoop Dogg, Black Sabbath. Okay, the White Stripes was one of them. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Muse, um, obviously, because they're from the same place. Yeah. Prince, The Strokes. I can hear The Strokes. I'm going to get into that. The next one, Arctic Monkeys. I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear that. Definitely uh, on the vocals. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel like a lot of the, uh, hip hop influences because it doesn't show in their music is more so they felt inspired to make music because of these people, which I count as an influence. So that's another thing is the hip hop influence in blues artists and like garage rock is actually pretty big. There is no Snoop Dogg in this fucking album. (laughs) There's a song on here that's got lyrical flow that I'm just like, oh, what? This is like I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But that's so I went, when I went and saw Jack White live, like you know how like before everything is going on there'll be music playing and it's usually like the artist chooses, you know, what yeah. he He was listening to just straight up hip hop. It was just like straight up like hip hop. I'm not going to lie, I fucking hate it when I go to hardcore shows and the music that plays in between bands is total Z100 radio hip hop garbage and i'm like what the fuck is going on so it wasn't like hip it wasn't like shit you'd hear on the radio it was like this stuff that you don't hear on the radio you're like and it's like yeah i'm at a jack white show and there's people wearing fedoras and suspenders like dude every time i've seen a day to remember they always have chop suey play before they come on like it's just like one of the songs in the mix and the whole crowd loses their fucking mind i've had mosh pits while waiting for the band. That's great. Yeah. That's just like fantastic. the whole crowd, wake up! Grab my up! Hang up! And then just people start fucking moshing, and yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. go. So, are you ready? I'm ready. So, I don't know much about the band. I don't... I, I wish that I did know more about the band. Yeah. So, let's jump into Dude, it. I couldn't even find lyrics for some of these songs. Like, I would I Google... I would Google... I, uh, fuck. I think this is a smallest band. I wanted to Google Dahmer Blues lyrics, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I was hearing something right. And some other, like, Dahmer's, Dahmer Blue something by a completely different band came up. And I yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the smallest band. This or the Ghost Wolves are either the smallest band, like, subscriber listeners yeah. on Spotify that we've, that we've um, done. Wolf and Bear might be a contender because they were sub 100,000 listeners. These ones are 25. Damn. All right, fine. I'm going to bring uh, Kairos Theos on. They have, like, 12 listeners. <laughs> Is that a MCU villain? No, they're a Swan Core jazz band. You showed me them the other day. No, that that was uh, Thank You Scientist. They're big. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. Let's get into the, the building. Song it's one. just building. What? It's just building. What? Yeah, it's not the building. I don't even know what building means. What? Okay, you talk. Yeah, it's just building. So Fuck. building. I don't know what it means. Okay. Four minutes and thirteen seconds, and it, their songs are a bit longer. 
Yeah. Like they sit, they their average song I'd say is around the four minute mark. Yeah, I'd say like high threes, four yeah. minute mark. Yeah, because like you can't look at the album total because there's I think two or three songs on the album that are a minute. Yeah. So it's just like, all right. So anyway, this one opens up and it just starts off with chugging. Yeah. Um. The tongue. It was like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the tongue, the amp tone very garage rock like it's got that like really mid heavy kind of fuzz more than a crunch yeah yeah and i was like okay let's see where this goes you know and then it went right into a garage rock (laughs) riff and a vocals with distortion on the mic which is very telling of the arctic monkeys and strokes influence because they have that kind of like killer the killers like fuzzy distorted microphone sound yeah it's just to cover up bad singing (laughs) <laughs> he's got a good voice this guy yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah no, he, he shows a good it voice. he shows it on yeah. one of the other songs on the album but um but yeah um i don't know why i was just like i don't think trevor's gonna choose another garage rock band okay i <laughs> i had only listened to two songs off this album yeah. before listening to it was it esperanza and uh i feel like jealous mf yes actually those are the exact two yeah Okay, I don't like that. I I know why you picked the album, all right? (laughs) So it it starts off with that chugging, and then it's got like a couple like little before it gets into like the intro. Guitar is fun. Um, It's got a good beat. The riff of the song, I think, is like fun. Like, Like, it's just, it really goes. And then at the two minute mark, he like upgrades the riff with some hammer ons and pull offs and shit. Yeah holy shit dude he yeah i I, that's actually one of my notes to see adds a hammer on pull off of the main riff that just you're just i went back and listened to it multiple times because i'm just like he did that that i didn't hear that i thought it was like like a problem with the recording yeah and then he uh adds in uh some extra um i think it was chromatic scale notes on the vocals like he kind of like took it to a different place than the rest of the song and it just like added so much flair then it goes into the solo and it just fucking the, rips so the drums change and it picks up the pace and i and i i love it yeah the i don't like the vocals on the paced up part they seemed a little bit off like it was just yeah, not like he, he made different note choices so yeah. it was definitely different and i know how you feel about different so the guitar is the riff is the riffage is catchy. Yeah. The solo is great. And what's even better, the drums keep up. Yeah. The drums stay up with it. The they... drums in this album are really nice in the way of like, you could tell he has like, he has like that middle bare bones of like, I'm playing rock music. I'm going to play rock beat, but he adds like so much like extra flair, like sparkling around the outside. Yeah. Like it's, it's got a lot of character to it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think like it's a little long for me, but it, yeah, <laughs> it's a little long for you. <laughs> the song is a little long for me. Okay. Um, and but I, 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 I like it. I think it's a good opening to an album. Yeah. I don't think we've had a bad one other than Chris Stapleton. <laughs> yeah, but that was just a bad album. Yeah. It's the only one we haven't liked. I feel like we got to shit on some more, even though yeah. we just talked about how bad it is for sh- people to shit on shit. Um, I might 
No, I'm going to stick with my album choice. Okay. So, Belding, like, I was like, okay, this is an interesting, like, the chugging kind of made me think, what are we going to do? But yeah. then it kind of dove back into its garage rock. But I'm like, it's it's a head nodder. Yeah, no. Um, when the uh, guitar picked up and added in the extra flavor, um, and, like, it was just, like, a nice, like, oh, oh, dang. Oh, yeah. dang, we going. Yeah. We going. <laughs> yeah. I give this song five out of six strings. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know, I hate, I hate, I hate YouTube channels that have that. Um, like, first off, good guitars have eight strings. Uh, <laughs> I bet someone say seven. I, I like my bottom string to be an E. Thank you. Just an octave lower than your E. <laughs> That's awful. Gent. <laughs> An octave lower. That's, that's like 12 steps. Yeah, that's your average uh, eight-string gent guitar. Is, I know. Is an E on I the bottom. I know, Taryn. I know that, but know. it's not okay. <laughs> not okay. I think it goes um, E, G, E, and then the rest is... Uh, e, A, D, G, B. Yeah. Standard tuning. Yeah, so it's just got two strings that are just low as shit. See, I'm okay with that, because I don't yeah. like having to fucking retune my guitar all the time. Yeah pain in the ass because i'm always like whenever i have to tune it up which i know you don't know what that is tuning your guitar up <laughs> i i hate Dude, it i love f sharp tuning what are you talking about just drop f sharp yeah <laughs> whenever i tune it up you know like i'm tuning the b up to like a c sharp to get that open a and i'm just like please don't break please don't break because i've had guitar strings break when you're tuning it and you're like you're like my eye don't hit my eye yeah, no, I, I can imagine what that's like because I've had so many instances back when I was working at Kroger, Fred Meyer, um, fuck them as a company, um, like yeah. when building like a cardboard bale, like having the wire that you tie it with snap off and you just immediately just fling your body back no matter how far away you are. Yeah. It's like, no, no. <laughs> that's scary because I know not... those cart, those bailing machines. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's thick wire. It's like yeah. solid like two millimeters. <laughs> so. All right. Number two song. Esperanza. 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 I mean, he says it in the song. Uh, <laughs> so Esperanza. I didn't listen to the album. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just uh, guessing. <laughs> three, three minutes, 34 seconds. This is the single off the song. This is their biggest song. This is how yeah. I discovered them. This was the song that introduced me to Moriarty. The, the intro is some real boomer shit. <laughs> We yeah. I don't want to understand these kids so, using their twit book and their internets. <laughs> um, I actually, so I think we've talked about it before. I hate talking like recordings inserted into songs. I think there's three on this album. Yes. Well, one of them there's is two. just the song. Yeah, there's two because that yeah. one, the last one, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's this one and Dahmer Blues is where recordings are inserted. Yeah, and then. Um, the last one, I can't remember the, the I'll remember it because it's got a feature act and he's the one talking. Yeah. And I, that's just talk singing, talking. Yeah. Um, but Esperanza, it's got that intro bit. This is like the only time I minded it. Like it was all right. Like, I, I could have lived without it just I because. Lived, so they do have a radio edit and that is the one that I put on playlists. Okay. Because who's like, you're going to be in like, you're going to be in a car and you know, listen to this song with, with a girl. And it uh, just randomly that comes some, on some old angry British lady. Yeah, it's like your tintinet and your twit book. More kids mucking about. Um, <laughs> 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 
The intro riff is fucking bonkers. It, it's very, very garage rock. It is, but it's down tuned. Yeah, it is. And I figured you um, might like I, that because it's a little, it's a little. Uh, it, it loose. was, I think it was drop D. I want to say, but I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it was only drop D. That's all yeah. you go on blues. You don't go any lower than um, that. Why would you want to go any lower than that? Then your string is just so loose; it's not tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get a bunch of like fucking uh, it f- twanging off of the uh, yeah the fretboard. <laughs> just slapping about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. The song was uh really fun. It definitely fit a. I don't want to say it fit like a formula because that makes it sound like inherently wrong. But it sounds like a single, where like the yeah. structure, all the decisions made, it sounds like they were like, "This is the single of the album," which like, they did. Yeah. And, no, it's um, just, that's it's so weird because it's like the, you can always you can listen to an album you've never heard a single song off of it, and you can pick which one the singles are. Yeah, just because like I'll know like it's definitely the one that the producer was like the heaviest handed in. Yeah. Because, like, the ones that aren't the singles are the ones that have, like, a lot more flavor, a lot more character, like, a lot of individuality of, like, musicianship to it almost. I want to say, like, singles are easy and boring, but it's, like, it's definitely, like, the ones that aren't the singles are the artists stretching their legs a bit. Yeah. While singles are the ones where it's, like, I know this is the chord progression that's going to get the most listener. I know this is the lyrical hook that's going to get, like, you know, the best response and everything. It's not to say it's bad, but it, I was just listening to it like, yep, this is the single. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. No, but the, 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 so the intro <clears throat> riff is just fucking fantastic. It's uh, One thing I noticed that they kind of use the same riff over and over and over again, which is garage rock, you know, um, <clears throat> white stripes. It's mostly hockey. just the intro riff and then variations on the same riff with some chords thrown in. <laughs> Yeah, I love the lyrical flow. I love yeah. the chorus. Soy esperanza, soy en mi deo. Soy I don't know what that says, means. Uh, I don't know. What does soy mean? Um, I am. So soy esperanza means I am esperanza. What does esperanza mean? It's a name. Is it? I'm fairly certain. Keep, keep talking. Soy esperanza. Oh, dude, I forgot to tell you. Uh, This is a big update for the uh, surprisingly, uh, the surprising family. I'm not calling them that. Uh, Shake Shack in near us opens on the 16th. In, yeah, no, I saw in that. Yeah, nine days. Yeah, yeah, next week. All right, keep talking. Uh, so soy Esperanza, soy Mindeo, soy la chisesa. I don't know if that's what she said. Um, it's a private beach resort. Yeah, it's a name. Yeah. Uh, I am Esperanza. It's also um is one of the nation's largest Hispanic faith-based nonprofit organizations. So it's a lot of things. What the fuck? Oh, it's the Spanish word for hope. I am hope. Oh, cool. That's this cute. song is about Superman. Fuck the Snyder Cut. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it was enjoyable, but it was by no means close to my favorite song on the album, just because it kind of felt like... So, okay... Mm-hmm. This I've listened to this song hundreds of times yeah. because it was the one that introduced me to the band. I've had it on yeah. several playlists. I don't think it's my favorite song on the album anymore. Yeah. No, there's some songs that fucking hit on this album and this one in comparison just kind of felt like stale potato chips. Yeah. Like potato Because it felt like a single. Yeah. Potato chips are good, but it's just a lackluster good potato chip. Like it's still good. 
You're still going to enjoy it. You're still going to dip it in your sour cream and onion chip dip and have a good time. But if you had some, like, freshly opened ruffles, you know, it would be a better fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the stale Yeah, this brand. is a Kroger brand chip. Still good. Still yeah. Still going to yeah. dip it, but it's yeah. going to break apart <laughs> in the fucking... This analogy is hot, eh? So, um, I think it's a great riff. Yeah. I, I, I like it. The drums fucking stay in character and yeah. are crazy. Um, yeah. One thing that I didn't, I finally noticed while after listening to this hundreds of times is that during the chorus, there's like these backing ooze yeah. that I could hear. And I was like, I never noticed that. And I like it. Um, I think it's a really good single. It's the only song on the album that can be a single. Yeah. Because they do swear. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Which song did I want to be the single? I forget. Anyway, um, on to Venus Flytrap. Featuring Kelly Louise Nash. 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 Not only do their vocals go together wonderfully, this is probably his best vocal performance. Like, his voice just has so much more depth and, like, tonality to it. See? Like... I liked her vocals. I thought that she was very good vocally. I looked her up. Like, this is her <clears throat> biggest song that she's been on but she's got really good vocals yeah she's got kind of like that uh that i don't want to say that she sounded like joan jett but, but she's like got that, attitude she's got that attitude in her voice and that also that kind of more gravelly she's not you know like fucking adele yeah not belting. like not the super overtony she's like... got the the female rock voice yeah you know the the <clears throat> the distillers lady yeah what was her name it was the boy's name. That's I know. I that's how I remembered it. Yeah. Um, We're sorry for attaching gender binaries to names, but we are dumb guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, so this song for me, though, like the bass, the bass was very, or guitar, I think it was bass, though, was very Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> It had a very Scott Pilgrim effect on it. It sounded like the... I know what you're talking about, too. You do? Yeah, like, that makes sense the to me The bass battle with Brandon yeah. Ralph. Yeah. That they have, which yeah. I... Kudos to whoever created Scott Pilgrim that he uses a Rickenbacker bass. Oh, I love that. It's the most beautiful looking guitar, like, bass guitar. Other than the Hofner. Okay. Which is just... Um, I'm just... I like the Beatles. Do you know what the best kind of bass is? An eight-string guitar. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate because guess what you don't need a fucking bassist yeah fucking animals as leaders just, just, two just promote them to the merch table <laughs> dude at least you get tips over there i mean yeah you might even get laid doing the merch table yeah you're not gonna get laid playing bass <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get laid playing bass Oh, clip <gasps> that! Put it in the trailer. Hey, hey. Um, um, so <laughs> what? Just both of us, some um, <laughs> like simultaneously. Um, but this song is your <laughs> classic garage rock song. Yeah. Um, the tempo choice of the song and some of the tempo changes, I would say it probably ranges like probably like five bpm difference like moving around at parts but it makes a difference yeah like it'll go up to then back down four more so it's 
two down from where it originally started and it just adds like a little bit of more movement to it but like the bpm was just like this perfect spot where it's like it had so much hit to it but it didn't feel fast like it didn't feel like if it would have been like five to ten bpm higher it just would have felt like overly rushed like it was just this perfect sweet spot for and that's the song. something that they do throughout the album is yeah. the bpm changes are always perfect they're not too much yeah where it feels like a different song it feels like they've just like we're gonna crank it up to 11 on this song yeah and and move it and it's gonna be fun but it's gonna be the same thing yeah now and they also don't do the thing that is like super common amongst literally every song that's ever been written for the course they usually bring the bpm down so it sounds like bigger yeah. like it's so it's like boom 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 and like you know just kind of brings it back like they don't do that a whole lot i think they do it like three or four times on the album but it definitely like it's nice to get that like individual characterness out of it i think i have three pages too well i wrote mine out so okay um so up <laughs> next we got jealous mf i'm gonna let you take this one away since you've liked it for a long time so this is the second song that i discovered by them oh is it i didn't know that because i was like jealous mf that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun song to listen to because what does mf mean taryn um milf fucker i don't know motherfucker i mean actually mother yeah. I, mother i like the fuck fucker i, I mean y milf fucker y yeah that's a that narrows down that but it's motherfucker so we were uh uh me and a bunch of my coworkers were making jokes about uh what our nicknames would be um, because me and one of my gay coworkers just made the joke that like growing up, we were just called fag <laughs> and, um, we were going over what our nicknames would be now. And I said, my place of business, um, Dilf is my name. And everyone was like, but you don't have a kid. I was like, yeah, that I know of. That's true. So in other words, I might be a motherfucker. Have you fucked a mother before? Actually. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Her kid was, like, 10 years younger than me. But anyway. Uh, what? Anyway, segues are weird. Um, <laughs> segues are weird. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, Jealous MF. Uh, um, this is a <clears throat> bluesy as shit song. Yeah. It's got a just... They, they just do the 12-bar blues. Yeah. Classic 12-bar blues. I find it a fun, upbeat song. It's catchy. Because uh, the chorus... Uh, deadbeat jealous motherfucker like me i love that that line because a woman like you is way too uh pretty for a deadbeat jealous motherfucker like me i fucking hate the trope that is in almost every garage blues rock album of the music stops and then the singer does a run-on sentence into the music kicking and i hate that I trope love it it is more played out than a pop punk singer leaving his hometown. <laughs> it's way more. It's more played out than a pop punk singer dying of a heroin overdose. I don't know many who died of heroin overdoses. I know a lot who fuck underage girls. There you go. There, take that. <laughs> Insert that. Um, take that. Every pop punk band. I love it. That is like one of my least favorite things on the album. Other than that, this. If it wasn't for that, this would probably be my favorite song. Really? Um, yeah. No. Uh, the riff is completely different from their usual bags of tricks in the way of like the a lot of like the intonations and uh, 
like just like overall just guitar choices he makes and how he plays it is very different from the rest of the album and i really love that the drums had a super old school like fat vibe to it where it sounded like they also just had a mic like placed somewhere in the room instead of like right up on those drums like you typically record a drum set and um it it, and it sounded like wrong but in all the right ways like it sounded like it was poorly produced intentionally and because of that it sounded great kind of like the office where like the camera zoom is a arguably very bad direction director choice but in the office it's great because they're doing it wrong perfectly that's actually a perfectly good metaphor thank you that is actually (laughs) incredible i'm so (laughs) proud of you thank you so but um yeah so other than the uh music pause run on sentence trope i love this song the guitar solo fucking slap that's you said like like tremolo picking like oh man that was i this is raunchy blues yeah like i was i loved it i the 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 run-on sentence uh after the music <laughs> thing made it better for me i the, the only thing that was a drawback for me was the 12 bar blues i just find that just i just find it kind of boring <laughs> yeah but they were able to make the 12 bar blues fun because 12 bar blues will will usually go i mean just your standard is e and then a and then e uh and then you go up to d a e but they go i think they go like they go up to d and then they go up instead of down to a and i'm just like fuck yeah yeah They, they make it fun and yeah it deadbeat jealous motherfucker like me is a fucking great lyric this one is I would say the people who made and played the blues didn't have super strong music theory in the way that they, like... Couldn't read. <laughs> yeah, because they were discriminated against. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. For, We've for said particular that reasons. times before. Um, and so they didn't have, like, strong music theory. They were playing what felt right. This is what feels right with really good music theory thrown Mm. in. And that's why they make those chord choices is because it is both correct for the feel, but then they make weirder choices outside of that because they're like this mathematically, because music is kind of mathy when you think about how the chords work and the sine waves of sound, they pick things that are math correct for some like just extra variance. And it's nice. No, that's a good point. And that's actually something that I want to make a distinction with this band. So one of their influences, the White Stripes. Jack White, the way he plays blues is very much by what feels right. Yeah. I don't think there's much math going on in his brain. He's doing what feels right. (coughs) And he does understand music theory enough to, I think, do it really, really well. Yeah. I, I, I would say Jack White probably knows music theory. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. This band, I feel like, is way more polished. Like, they're a more polished garage rock band. Yeah. But somehow raunchier. They... they, they the, the raunchiness comes from how they play it. Yeah, it comes from how they play it, but it's structured and put together in a very polished way where it's not like... Because uh, I've seen many live performances of The White Stripes, and it's I just Meg White is 
staring at Jack because she doesn't know what he's going to do because he's just going to go off and do something crazy. Like yeah. these guys, I feel like know what they're going to do. Yeah. They, they, so they're, they're both feeling the, it. This is the math rock of blues. Yeah. This is, uh, these, this is the animals as leaders of blues. This is the tool of blues. <laughs> tool only has that one song. That's math rock, isn't it? No, they, they are heavily math rock. Oh really? Yeah. I don't like him that much though, just because I don't like the vocals. Well, yeah, yeah. Because who would want to be a fan of a band called Tool? Yeah. Because you'd just be a Tool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So jealous MF onto Dahmer Blues. So obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Dahmer Blues. I think that's recordings of him talking. Like we said, I could not find anything out. I don't know if yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer is alive or if he's dead. I'm fairly certain he's probably dead now. I. Yes, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I have no notes for this song. It was just pretty... It was bluesy as fuck. I think it was too on the <clears> nose <throat> for the genre. It had the recordings throughout the song that I yeah. didn't like. Like, they were just constantly throughout the song in the back. Like, it was pretty much just their your standard one riff for pretty much the whole song. And it was just like, I don't know. I, I is, just It didn't make me feel or think anything. What is the obsession with serial killers in our culture? Um, because we're all thinking about it, and they fucking did it. Oh my god, that's a good point. <laughs> like, that's a good. Everyone's point. thinking about throwing the wheel to the left and going in oncoming traffic. <laughs> so everyone wants to know about the dude who fucking does it. <laughs> that green text guy that you were telling me about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a dude on 4chan apparently. Uh, he who, didn't. Yeah, I don't think he did. Um, he. Threw his wheel to the left, went, ended up in a ditch, and he got his car stuck in the ditch. And he was trying to kill and, himself. Uh, his quote, I'm going to be quoting right now, is, um, I am so retarded, it's almost empowering. <laughs> and that is one of the funniest sentences I've almost, I've ever read. <laughs> so, um, I just, I thought it was a bluesy as fuck song, which I appreciate. Because it's called Dahmer Blues, so it better be bluesy. <laughs> but four minutes and thirty-four seconds. Yeah. It was way. It was just too on the nose for the genre. Um, yeah, probably better. It's like a two-minute song. I don't like the recording throughout the music because it just didn't make any sense. The middle section of the song loses me, where it kind of like breaks down and it goes on like this dreamy, transcendent, like weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't feeling it. So yeah. We'll just move I, on. I'm past glad that. that neither of us cared. Yeah. this song yeah i was like "Ooh, a song with the name blues in it i'm gonna love and it Dahmer. i don't really give a shit about serial killers yeah. you don't want to eat people dude they taste <sighs> like pork i don't think that's real i don't know they asked like a cannibalist tribe so like they don't have like a motive to lie like what did they gain from lying probably getting to eat you <laughs> i don't think they ate the reporter um, anyway, so on to The Devil's Child, part one. A minute 58. And feels, like, feels like an interlude. Yeah. Um, Is it an interlude? So here's my note, because I wrote this, I write my notes the first time I listen to the album, and then I write more notes as I go, and okay. delete delete notes that I'm like, I don't think that anymore, then I add other things. Ooh, a change of pace with the vibe. Nothing happened. <laughs> so, so, that's what's weird. It, like... I'm like, bright, happy guitar. Are we about to have a tone change? Yeah. Like, like of the I was, album? I was like, oh, shit. We, we 
we moving somewhere. Especially after Dahmer Blues, which was a pretty like dark song, I would say. Yeah. Like obviously it's about Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. Um and then just the lyrics are I am the devil's child over and over and over yeah. again. And I'm just like So it was an interlude. We good at you're <clears throat> singing the blues. It I mean, Devil's Child Part Two Oh yeah, we're getting ahead of her, so oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh, All right, wait, wait. so so number seven, number seven. My apologies, good sir. <laughs> no respect, dude. No respect, indeed. No respect. <laughs> um, number seven. That is just the name of the song. Yeah. Is is even the seventh song on the album? Uh, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, it is. Hey. 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 No respect. <laughs> um. Three minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah. The drums fucking hit. Holy shit. What? Look over where my finger is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. drums hit hard this song. We said the same so, thing. So, um, the guitar is... Um, um, first, let me shit on the song. Yeah, then, I saw your I'll... notes. <laughs> At, up until one minute and 13 seconds, the guitarist plays three notes. Just over and over. Yes, yes. I didn't and know that as then, well. so he does that for like the first like ten seconds, and it's just the guitar, and then the drums come in, and the drums change the riff on their own. Yes, like the guitarist keeps doing just the same thing over and over again, but the drummer just fucking like adds so much character to this same repetitive riff, and it really showed that like drums have a lot of impact on how riffs sound. Like, it's, drums are riffy, like, in a way, where it's, like, they add so fucking much to the guitar, where it was, like, some of the sounds that, like, you'll hear, like, on drums, it'll be, like, oh, man, that's actually, like, or how sounds you'll hear on guitar, it'll be, like, oh, wait, that's actually, like, the drum, like, like, China cymbal or the kick drum coming in, adding in that, like, layer of texture. Yeah, no, I... The the drums on this song fucking hit. Yeah. Um, I need to double check because there's a couple songs on this album. Don't get us copy striked. Well, we're reviewing it, so it doesn't matter. Well, I'm not going to actually play it. Okay. Uh, um. It's okay. No, that's not the fucking song. Fuck you. Okay, yeah, this is the song. This is the song with those drums. Because there's a yeah. few songs on here where I've noted the drums. This, the fucking drums. These are just some of the best drums I've ever heard. I wouldn't go that far. No, no, no. But... So, so <laughs> for the genre. Okay, for the genre. For the uh, genre. For Garage Rock Blues, yeah, I'd put it up there on a pedestal. Patrick Carney, eat your heart out. He's the a, he's a guy who you think needs to get. Yeah, no, I, trust me. I know the fucking just all hunched down. He's, well, it's because he's incredibly tall, so he's got to kind of hunch down. I'm Patrick Carney. <laughs> oh, my God. I Fuck you, you, Carney. I hope he gives you a swirly. <laughs> Come here, Patty. <laughs> um, so the drums in this song are so good. The beat, just the, the off-kilter, like, I don't even know how to explain it. You're the drum guy. Explain what he's doing. Like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it's... He's doing so he okay so like the idea of like I think they wrote their music on a computer. Like 
a, it's so technical. A, and like a lot of their decisions are too, too correct. To just do offhand. Well, no, they might just be that talented, but like, it's so consistently like, their correct decisions are so consistent. I feel like a lot of this was written on a computer and then they could have performed it for realsies, but he's doing like kind of like counter notes in a way where he'll like, he'll make his riff, like the core drum, uh, drum pattern with the riff. Then he'll take the riff and on top of what he's already doing, add in fill in the blanks. So like if, you know, the drums like just, you know, your basic drum beat, but then like the guitar has like notes on like first bar, second bar, second bar, half note, third bar. He'll like add in correct hits like in the middle, like on top of like the drum pattern. And it's just really smart decisions where it's like, it's so tight. Like everything yes. just like interlocks in a way. It's sexy. I love it. Yeah. I definitely say that the drumming is so good. It overshadows, I think, everything. <coughs> but Dude, the guitar gets adventurous at times, though. And it does. He gets a little slidey. And I when he, some slidey in it. when he does, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is what I want. But then he goes back to sitting in the pocket of like the kind of like Ooh. what works. Ooh. Ooh, a football. A football <laughs> reference. reference. Goes back to the pocket. He's a pocket passer. Yeah. When he needs to be out there running like Michael Vick. Dude, so one of my coworkers I found out recently is a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And oh. I, I made a joke about uh, the Drew Brees, Tom Brady thing where Brady throws a pass to his son. I was like, man, isn't it weird that it took up until then for the goat to throw a pass to <laughs> this kid? Like, implying, you know, like Brady's the goat over Brees, which is true. He is. It's true. And then he was like, oh, man, I didn't know Aaron Rodgers was there throwing passes. <laughs> You said that? No, he said that. Like, I was He's like... not. Like, I specifically said, like, Tom Brady, but then I referred to Tom Brady as the GOAT. And he was like, oh, man, I didn't know Aaron Rodgers was there, too. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. I know, right? Actually, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has one Super Bowl. Yeah. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> one Super Bowl. I'm yeah. a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Tom Brady is the GOAT. <laughs> All right. He'll win another one. <laughs> I think so. I guarantee it. His goal is to beat uh, Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick has one more ring than him. Oh, yeah, because he got it with... Uh, yeah. When he was a fucking assistant coach. Yep. Um, but, yep, uh, number seven's my favorite song. You like the ending? I mean, like, it's not so much the, like... It's just, it ends and it gets a little weird and it takes me out of it. Like, because I always think... I think about songs in the modern way, unfortunately, is how does this go into a playlist? That ending of the bit, I don't think, I don't feel like it lends itself to a playlist. Yeah. It gets oh weird. yeah. No, I love that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You love that part. Okay. Yeah. No, like, I, it, like I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just so different than the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, also like, I don't a, need a palate cleanser. A lot of, a lot of my music has fucking weird shit in it, so it's like... Well, that... yeah, because it's like seven-minute songs. Yeah. You're you're about to make me change my album choice <laughs> just to be a dick. <laughs> I know. All right. So you are already a dick. Oh, shit. I am. So, um, Goodbye Love. Goodbye Love. Two minutes and 58 seconds, and yep. they pack a lot of shit into this song. It's a slow blues song. This song gives me depression. 
It's got a guitar heavy intro. I like yeah. it. It's kind of dreamy and trippy yeah. again. Um, this is one of the better ballads we've had thus far on the podcast. Is that what it's called? The ballad? I don't know if I'd refer to like, it as a ballad. Uh, it, one of the better slow songs where it's like, all right, guys, let's take a break so, and have a good old time. Um, Excuse me. This, so the beginning is like, this is like, it's good. It's not <clears throat> what I came here for. Yeah. And I, so I'm, I write my notes, you know, just kind of free form as I think them. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I, this is not what I'm really came here for. Why do bands feel the need to put a slow song on every album? Holy fuck. They shift hard. The end of the song just came back. And blew it out of the water. It came back like the Pats versus the Falcons. The beginning of the song blew a 28-3 to lead. And the end of the song fucking saves it. It hits so hard. Yeah. It hits hard. I hate talking like a fucking Gen Zer, but it slaps. Yeah. Um, the guitar work had a lot of cool timing choices. It did, yeah. And really um, yeah, the back half of the song was definitely a highlight. For the song, but overall, like it was just like I was already so bored of the song, it was just kind of like that. That's yeah. the thing, though. Is like I was like writing my notes, and I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's cool. I feel like it's it's almost a little bit too late, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I that kind of saved it a little bit for me. It's like saying sorry after cheating. You know, it's too late, bitch. Okay, <laughs> I saw a. A video and it was I, I hate the videos where they do like the holding up the piece of paper and you have to oh, read yeah. it and then they throw it down yeah and then you go I, to the I next fucking one. hate those just talk to the camera I saw this one where it was like this guy's about to propose to his wife and they use yeah. hillbilly as fuck like w- like redneck white trash yeah and he's like holding it up and he's like uh me and my girlfriend have been through ups and downs but uh you know I do love her but I cheated and I just want her to know how much I love her and that, and I'm going to marry her and I want her to be the woman I'm going to marry. And then he like proposes to her. She's blindfolded and all this shit. And I'm just like, you, you cheated. Like why? What? Yeah. Like there's a huge thing in here. Like you cheated. You're a piece of shit. Like yeah. why would anyone want it? Like she shouldn't be marrying you unless yeah. she's the girl you cheated on with. The only, I would never cheat unless, like, you could bring, like, an anime girl to life. Dude, I love the color of your shirt. Dude, I, I'm loving it, too. Because it's not white. It's like it's, an eggshell. I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, I would say it's, it's, like a, it's like a tan. Yeah. It's like a very, very white tan. Yeah, I like it. But it's not flesh-colored, which yeah. is good. Like, it's got a little bit more, a little too, like... Almost like goldish yellow to be flush. Yeah, it's like a nice cream. You like it creamy? This is actually pretty close to the color of my nut. (laughs) You said that so casually. You just said that so casually. Clip it. Up next. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you just said that so incredibly casually. <laughs> yeah, that fits. <laughs> um, up next, we got If 
they sure love dialogue. <laughs> That's well, my note. Well, like, it is quotations. Yeah, it's so, if <laughs> if they put another quote in their song or dialogue in their song again, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. I, this is that song with the talking. Yeah, it's, it's just... Lyrics are weird. Don't like it. It's yeah. really weird. Uh, this is also featuring somebody who I didn't get. It's a minute 47. Could be shorter. Hashtag uh, thank you next. Thanks, Ariana. Um, is that Ariana? Yeah. I only know the reference. So, um, guitar is a little bit repetitive. <clears throat> um, I wanted to put a note in here. It's weird that I remember this. I wanted to put a note that the guitar is um, kind of basic. Yeah. It's just a it's just yeah. and it's just that um, over and he, over and over again. He's basically just playing the chromatic scale. That's what it is, chromatic scale. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I don't actually know if that's a thing cuz I only know like two scales. Yeah, there's like the ones on fish and the ones on lizards. <laughs> I know the blues and I know the major. <clears throat> I'm really bad at guitar. I only know played. the minor. Uh, All right, so, so moving, yeah, on moving, to on. moving on to move on. Hey, hey, hey! I see what you did there. Um, dude, dude, let let me let let me let me take this one. Okay. This song came out of fucking left field. His voice was like sexy velvet, just like licking my ear. So you remember how I said uh, that why does every band feel the need to put in a slow song on their album? This is the slow song you're supposed to put on the fucking album. Exactly. That it made me <gasps> eat my words. Yeah. I was like Dude, I, I was, was like like the second his voice hit, I was just like holy shit. <laughs> like he's very British. Yeah. He's he's got he <clears throat> does really do, like dolls up the British in his voice. Yeah. And it's like it reminds me of that, I want to go to the seaside, like that kind of a thing, but this is done better. Um, I was like, I was like, uh, another acoustic song, shit. But it's full on acoustic. It's not yeah. half-assing it. Yeah. Um, it's bright. His I, vocals are great. I wish the album had more of this. This would be a great song to do more of. I think this song is perfect for a movie. I could see it being like a montage of like this guy's like, you know, like he's getting over something you know yeah like sort of like he found out like his girl like killed herself or something you know uh not that dark i don't know if Uh, i this is when he moves on from it (laughs) nah dude like if my girl killed herself and then this song came on i would be like okay he does have some weird lyrical choices yeah there's some point where he i'm fairly certain he says do 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 or dad something he rhymes it (laughs) he rhymes something with do do um, um, he also says fuck several times and I appreciate yeah. that. No, this song fucking slaps. Yeah, it definitely, uh, slap at the bass. This is up there with the best slow songs we've had of just like, it was like, oh damn, this is like what this album needed more of to kind of break up that like rough garage rock vibe. They brought a lot of, they could have used like maybe two more of these in there instead of the interlude tracks because i hate an interlude track why make why make a track that you're not supposed to listen to like it's also seems to happen a lot we get those i think we've had them on more than half of the albums um i'm pretty sure there's no interlude track on my album this coming album so 
Maybe that's because it's all just one interlude track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think this is a great acoustic song. Like, this is yeah. going to put a, this, let's be honest, this is going to be a song I put on a album or a playlist that you fuck to. Yeah. Dude. Uh, I or a romantic getaway. I can't fuck to music, man. You can't also fuck in the light, so... No, I'm the opposite. I only fuck in the light. Oh, yeah, you fucking... Oh, you're... I like the lights on, and... I like the lights like this. Ew, just (laughs) fuck on this couch. (laughs) Yeah, I already know what my nut looks like on the sliding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nah, dude, I like a crystal clear view of... House of Hell. (laughs) Is that what you call it? The old yeah. booty hole, the old booty hole. Yeah, a house of uh, hell, the sin hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, this song fucking slapped, but I wouldn't put on a sex playlist because um, it's a romantic playlist. I love yeah. when people say like, "Oh, this is so like romantic and shit like that." And it's like, uh, this just means you just want to fuck. Like, I want my sex playlist to be like hanging on the beach in the summer with my friends. <laughs> Days like this should never end. <laughs> Stacy's mom has got it going on. Well, I'm just plowing a girl named Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> I want a fucking mom. All, All right. right. Uh, uh, Luke's mom has got it going on. What about Max? <laughs> Max's mom. Yeah. They're the same yeah. person. That's turned <sighs> sister. Yes, that is. Luke isn't my sister. Luke is my nephew. Um. No shit. <laughs> I know. I don't care what they think. House of Hell. House of Hell. Two minutes, 15 seconds. They get back into it. This song's got some punk in its veins. This sounds like some some fucking raunchy Scooby-Doo chase music. Yeah. I could see that. I yeah. can see the song being written by the Ramones and then played by these guys. Yeah. Where it's like, it, it's that like old punk where it's still like not like punk, but it's like, it's got that angst. And yeah, I like it. Drums kill it yet again. <clears throat> yeah, the drummer is the star of the show, in my opinion. For the progression, album. the progression of the guitar is a little bit basic. Yeah, a little bit basic. The pop, the Brit pop kind of fuzz on the vocals that like killers. He really strokes. likes his voice effects. That is one of my notes. Yeah, I love he, it. We're getting so in tune. We're just like, saying the same thing. Like it, it's it's almost like he accidentally plugged his mic into the guitarist pedal board. I was actually thinking, like, what if you could plug in vocals to a guitar amp or guitar pedal? And what did, what would that sound like when I was listening to this song? Yeah. Because I, I was like, I have my Big Muff pedal. I wonder if I could. You want to stick your vocals in a Big Muff? Have you ever yelled into a girl's vagina? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it. Dude, I haven't even done that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, House of Hell, it's short track. It's fun. It's got the energy. Punk. Punky Blues. Punky Brewster. Yep. Um, so, last but not least, we got The Devil's Child, part two. Three minutes, we'll, 17 seconds. And then my first note before I start listening to, will part two actually have content this time? Yes, it does. Yeah, it fucking does. <laughs> so, uh, my first note off the bat is, I'm like, is that a resonator guitar I hear? Which I love resonator guitars. They're the guitars that look like that. They have like cap. that metal. 
that, yeah. that hubcap in the middle is what I call it. Um, I'm like, we about to get C6 Steve up in here, which you don't get that reference, but I'm hoping I someone know. out there does. Um, it's kind of got a long drawn out intro that almost made me been like intro, 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 but it's pretty bluesy. I love the guitar and the drums. They both kind of keep the beat together. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a weird dynamic, but also very cool. And then he presses that fucking button on the pedal and lets it go. That like holy shit! Yeah, when he uh does like the modified riff at the end, and it has like all that dissonance and like uh, I don't even call it like crunch or fuzz. It was almost like a squeal kind of like. So he's he's working the yeah. neck of the guitar. You can hear him playing mm-hmm. bass notes on the on the uh, E string, and then he's he's on the resonant guitar, so he's more than likely using a slide. Yeah, and he's sliding up. To like yeah. the 12, 15th fret on the bottom two strings. Top and two. Bottom he, two? They're, I don't understand why they call them, t- why they call the one that's closest to you, your head, the bottom string. And then the. Well, yeah, because like imagine you're looking at a piece of paper. The bottom of it is closest to you. It's just dumb because you don't play a guitar on a piece of paper, Taryn. Um, I play mine with a uh, mouse and keyboard. Yeah, you do. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and you do it well. So, uh, yeah. So he's he's going up the 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 top E string and just fucking just sliding all yeah. over the place. Um, it's head banging. Yeah. It's it, 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 and they slow the BPM down when they get to that part. <clears throat> yeah. It slows down a little bit. This reminded me. Of Jack White's SNL. Yeah. What he was doing, especially on that second one hey, where he hey, got Jack, a little... Jack, why are you copying these guys? They put out this album a few years ago. Mm. Come on, Jackie boy. So he, when he got Eddie Vedder with it, you yeah. know, this reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. And this is just a great way to end an album. Oh, yeah. This, this, this was a good, no sappy bullshit ending no weird outro track that's hardly a song this was just a hard-hitting song yeah i i, I love albums that just end with fucking songs you know i love need... i love the albums that end on a high note and not yeah. like a like it's kind of cliche where they got to end on some like big bravado you know slow or ballad some... or something impossible year Let's just say that that Impossible Year is not a way to end an album, no, even it's though that's not. one of our favorite albums. Yeah, uh, Death of a Bachelor. It's I hate slow endings. I hate non-song endings. I hate when bands randomly feel the need to throw like orchestral into the closing track, where it's just like you didn't have it for the rest of the album. Why is there suddenly like violins and a brass section playing in just the last fucking chorus of your outro? It's like, I get it. This is the big finale. Make it a big finale naturally. And I can't even, I can't find the origin of it. Because if you go and listen to like the Beatles. Yeah. They didn't have that. The only album I can see. And okay, actually I found the, I found it. It's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Go Bland. One day, one day I'll listen to the Beatles. So like I only heard like two of their songs. So Sgt. Pepper's 
Lonely Hearts Club Band, is <clears> widely <throat> considered by you know the top musicians and the top critics to be one of the best albums ever. I don't think it is, and I love the Beatles. It's not even yeah. the best Beatles album. But it ends with A Day in the Life, which I think was voted by Rolling Stones as the best song ever. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's very distinctly two different songs, one written by John Lennon and one written by Paul McCartney, joined together. But it's very, it's very heavy. It's got slow parts. It's got fast parts. Mm-hmm. But it's very, you know, big orchestra. And I feel like that's probably where that comes from. Probably. Just that one, that one album ruined music. I think Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band ruined music. Um, no, Not I definitely think when something is so good, it almost fucks shit up for a while. Because everyone um, tries to copy it. Yeah. And then um, for all of our core kids out there, it's kind of like the Sempaternal album by Bring Me the Horizon. The Sempaternal album? Sempaternal. Semp. Yes. Um, where the album was so good, so musically forward for the time of metalcore, that it was just so mind-explodingly good. Like, Can You Feel My Heart from the song is, like, currently a TikTok trend song. So it's been almost 10 years since this album came out, and people are still losing their mind over it. And the downside is, it was so good, bands are still ripping it off. Mm-hmm. Like doing the like uh, overly synthed up like uh, hardcore stuff, and it's just like we get it. That album did it. Fuck off. <laughs> what are some other things that people are still trying to recreate? Oh fuck. Um, we don't really listen to a whole lot of new music. Yeah. No, I mean like. I feel like pop music is actually progressing really well it has. lately. Where thanks, thanks to some names that you wouldn't think. Like I think Taylor Swift, her last couple albums. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift is definitely pushing the envelope. Lady Gaga is. Uh, even Bieber is. A lot of his new stuff is definitely not old Bieber. Like Yummy. <laughs> That's a song um, that he yeah. is named Yummy. Yeah. But no, like, they're definitely adding a lot more flair and character and individualism to music where you could put on the top 40 five, ten years ago and it all sounded the same to me. It all sounded the same as the previous ten years. I think from, like, 2005 to 2010, there was really no growth in pop music. Yeah, like, it was all a little bit too, like, electronic EDM vibes. Black Eyed Peas. The vocals were very sterilized. Like, everyone kind of sounded the same, where it was, like, everything was too overproduced. Now you're having, like, these big, belty, like, charactered vocals from these pop stars, and they're definitely moving forward, and I appreciate it, because I've never liked pop music and stuff like that. But, I don't know, like, every genre definitely has their, like, their golden child that they hang on to and continuously try to replicate. Um, I feel like still every punk new punk album i hear i'm literally just hearing for blood and empire by anti-flag which we've done which is kind of the i don't want to say this but it's what i'm thinking it's kind of the only good modern punk album (laughs) where it's just like it's the only one that did something new ish with punk i wouldn't say it's new but it was like a different flavor of punk moving forward where, like, uh, a lot of the older punk bands, the Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, uh, 
mind going blank misfits and stuff were all kind of doing their own thing they kind of converged into like sterilized punk where everyone just sounded like all all those bands just kind of put together and it all sounded the same afterward um no like music i love definitely falls into this trope of like this was so good let's rip it off for the next decade like look at how successful that was holy shit I mean, like, how many bands tried to sound like American Idiot after it came out? Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're going to all write a rock opera. Um, I think um, it it hasn't happened yet, but I think the next big one's Polyphia. I think oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Going forward, a lot of bands are going to try to be Polyphia. Like, with I think with vocals. Like, they're going to take Polyphia's, like, approach and style and make it more radio accessible where it has singing and I think that is going to be the hardest of all of them to try and do because Tim Henson is an incredibly good guitarist. Yeah. Like, I, I, he's, he is, I don't think incredibly good is a good enough way to describe him. <laughs> and then they want to add singing in that to make it poppy. Well, because pretty much what they're going to do is going to, they'll just, like, take the main, like, melodies from his uh riffs and stuff and transpose that into being a vocal instead of a guitar part so the guitar part will be a bit more simpler but it'll still like have enough of the shred vibe to keep that like polyphia heart in it but have vocals doing like the main hook melodies i i think it it's incredibly doable to do but that is in my opinion going to be the next trend of rock music is going to be bands hardcore ripping off polyphia chon uh Ichika. Ichika. God, I love Who's Ichika. Who's just a YouTuber? Ichika. That's how it's pronounced. Ichika. Ichi- em- I'm em- soft. Em- em- Emily gave me so much shit when I said it wrong and I was like, who cares? What does she care? She doesn't know how to play an instrument. <laughs> Actually, they are really good at playing like piano and guitar. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I was about to say piano's on an instrument, but yeah. <laughs> Trevor only believes in guitar. And drums. and drums, yeah, and drums. two pieces. Yeah, and then four-piece guitars. <laughs> or I mean four-piece, four-string guitars. Bassist? Yep. <laughs> no, then it's a four-string long guitar. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 we're, just, we're just rambling at this point. Okay, so um, The Devil's Child Part 2, I would say, is probably... It's fucking awesome. Up there with, uh, I think... I think it's a great song. I think "Move On" is a great song. Number seven is a great song. Oh, dude, yeah. Those are my highlights of the album. Yeah, "Move On" was. Um, it's not my favorite, but like, it's, it's it's not my it's good. It's not my favorite song, but it's my favorite part of the album where it was just like, okay, it changed. It changed. Yeah. Like, number seven would be this if I had to pick a song. Um, I'm not a big garage rock guy but if i had to pick a song to put on a playlist it'd be number seven um or was it was it number seven it was number seven it was number seven yeah and uh wait no 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 it wasn't number seven number seven was the one i shit on uh maybe it was number seven dude i that's the one with the drums i can't remember my own fucking notes that's one with the drums yeah it's weird at the end yeah 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 yeah. so it was that one um that and house of hell were probably my favorites but move on was the one that like made me listen to the album the most where it was like whoa 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 hold the fuck up (laughs) what do we have here hold your horse so move on was the highlight of the album i'd say so 
Uh, I'll go first since I picked it. I've batted this around. I can't think what to give the devil's child. Um, um, hopefully not Dick, their child. But it's the devil's child, so. Oh, okay. That may if you're a if you're it's a, a sin, if you're a sinner, pedophilia is okay. It's a nephilim. Yeah, it and is Jack. I'm gonna keep going until someone gets this reference. It's supernatural, Jesus Christ. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I I still really haven't decided, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split the difference and go seven and a half. Okay, I I give it a five point two because it's better than a five, but it's not anything I'm ever going to listen to. Not again. even a five and a half. No, we only deal in halves. Too bad. It, it's a it's an it's above a five, but not close to a six. It's just not my it's not my cup of tea. But the guitarist does a lot of cool things. The drummer is super talented, but they're playing music that I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Turn. What are you gonna fuck me with for the next week? Um, you have listened to this band before. They are a uh very technical band with a lot of lore in their music. So I'm coming at you with the 42 minute, 54 second, 12 song album, Instant Gratification by Dance Gavin Dance. This is our first Dance Gavin Dance? This is our second step in the Swan Core. And in my opinion, this is their best album. Um, came out in 2015. This is their second album with Tillian Pearson, their current vocalist. Okay, yeah, I was going to say I only want to listen to Tillian. Honestly, your favorite would probably be Johnny Craig. He's got a lower, grittier voice. No, he's a heroin addict who's a piece of shit and should get shot and left in a ditch to die. Didn't he sell MacBooks? Yeah, he sold MacBooks to fans that he didn't have, stole their money to buy heroin. How much did he get away with? Um, He got sued, to my knowledge. Also, a former bandmate punched him with brass knuckles in the face at a club one time. That was definitely the screamer. No, a former band. Like, he was in a band before Dance Gavin oh, Dance, oh, 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 and oh, oh. that band punched him in the face. Also, I'm pretty sure Will Swan beat the shit out of him one time. Uh, no, Will Swan should not be punching people. He needs to save his fingies. <laughs> his fingies. His fingies for oh, the guitar. Yeah, so... Everyone hates Johnny Craig, so that's the reason I didn't want to so, bring a Johnny you know Craig you know, song. You know what I? You know why I realized you picked this band, so you don't have to do a bunch of research in them because you already know so fucking much about Dance Gavin dude, Dance. Dude, I've read their comic books. <laughs> they have comic books about the albums. Okay. All right. So, uh, thank you for watching. I hope you uh, enjoyed our time talking about a garage rock duo. Because uh, we haven't done unofficial that yet. treat. <laughs> How many have we done? It's five. You you checked, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been black keys, white stripes, black pistol fire, Moriarty. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Ghost wolves. Yeah, ghost wolves. Which they got back to me on uh, Twitter. Yeah, they they the... responded to us. They told us what key. Or what tuning one their songs was in. Yeah, it's an open G. Open G. For Gonna Live. I prefer uh, a closed D. Which what? really pissed me <laughs> off. Which really pissed me off because I was going to open A. 
for oh, you it. Were. And I was like, this is not sounding right. But that's because I needed to go down. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. So. <laughs> those thought... aren't notes. <laughs> um, so... drop, drop Q is a tuning. <laughs> it's a meme tuning. Yeah, you're a fucking meme. Um, All right. There, there was a, a, a little, like, toddler on an airplane and she was saying the ABCs completely out of order. And a dude yelled, Yo, you kill a girl remix! <laughs> I love people sometimes. Yeah. I don't. I hate people. Anyway. Um, all right. So, yeah. Thank you for watching. Uh, catch us on Twitter at, at SurprisingTwit. Catch us on Instagram, SurprisingPodcast. If you're listening to us on YouTube and you want to listen to us on the go, I highly recommend checking us out on Spotify or Apple Music. If you're listening on those and you're curious. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. And if you're curious what we look like and you just listen to our podcast, check us out on YouTube. You'll be disappointed. Um, <laughs> yeah, check out what Terrence Nut looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the color grading is very good for our video, but we'll find out. Um, <laughs> I know. I look like a, I look like a made of egg. I'm so white. I mean, you're made of egg and cum if you really want to break it down like that. Good point. Um, Two white things. So, yeah. Um, again, I'm Taryn. I'm Trevor. We're two best friends who love doing a podcast together. This Whoa. Was, don't get ahead of yourself there, bud. This was Moriarty. Moriarty. Uh, the album Devil's, Devil's Child. Child. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you check out the album. It's a pretty good album. And I don't like garage rock music, so that's a lot coming from me. Uh Catch us next week with Dance Gavin Dance Instant Gratification, and we are r slash signing off.